Beware the Astros Zombies. They mutilate, they torture, they kill. Spine-tingling horror, unspeakable shock. We stay here, we are going to die. Of excitement. John Richards and Andy Gilly are talking everything and anything horror movies. Welcome to the Horrorphoria Podcast, episode number 14. It's May 30th, 2019. I'm John Richards. Andy Gilly is here too, along with Sarah. Hello. Andy's wife, she came back. <laughs> she, she wants more punishment That's as, right. for the Horrorphoria Podcast. Um, let's see. Um, I actually thought about it, and uh, we're going to preface this podcast of slightly not safe for work. I would I would agree with that. I think there should be a disclaimer. Yeah. We're going to explore some very disturbing adult themes just by the nature of the films that we have to discuss. We are. Um, some, so, uh, so, so some of the content, because we like to keep it yeah. PG. Well, technically, Horrorphoria is part of a radio station. We kind of have to adhere to FCC rules uh, right. on the so podcast. We're not, so we're not going to swear, but we are going to talk about some pretty heavy stuff today. So yeah, I think so, it's uh, fair fair to uh, give listeners out there a warning that this is going to be a... Uh, if you're listening gonna, at work on speakers, maybe put in your earbuds <laughs> or, or wait until you idea. get home to listen to it because uh, we want to be 100% super serve the listeners of this podcast Correct. And, and to not talk about these movies... Uh, would be a disservice of horror movie fans. I agree, and that's uh, that's why I th- wanted to uh, watch them, take a look at them in a uh, you know in a, a manner that uh, can be discussed and and talk about them. Yeah, we'll try to be as polite as possible, but some of the stuff <laughs> is bad. So what do we right. got in horror movie news? Horror movie news: uh, *Brightburn* superhero horror movie that opened last week brought in nine point five million at the box office. That's easy, seemingly small amount. However, it only cost six million to make. So uh, and it went up against *Aladdin*. So. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go see it. I want to go see it, too. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be moving this weekend, so I may have to wait a couple of weeks to go see it. Yeah. yeah it's the one I'm going to check out, though. And it, I've heard it, I've heard it's pretty good, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leo the Cat, one of the cats from the recent Pet Cemetery movie, has died. The cat Aww. who I said... Aww. Yes, the cat who I said was one of the best actors <laughs> in the movie, actually, played the undead church, and, and uh, we talked about that a little while ago. Um, i got to admit that this news is more bothersome and troubling to me than anything that happened in a Serbian film. Uh, <laughs> makes me sad when animals die. I had just gotten over uh, Grumpy Cat and then this happens. Oh, man. That's right. <laughs> that was terrible. An icon. <laughs> exactly. Ma, a Bloomhouse movie uh, film starring... Oscar winner Octavia Spencer. I used to work with her sister. I'm sure her sister doesn't like me saying that, but anyway, uh, that comes out today. Uh, I think we're gonna we should have a uh, Ma and Brightburn podcast or podcast coming up pretty soon. I think we'll talk yeah, about maybe both of them at the same time. Him, I will see both of them for yeah, sure. I'll we'll talk about them both at the same time, maybe. Uh, another Bloomhouse movie, Us, coming out on home video June fourth. Uh, we reviewed the Jordan Peele movie back in episode number five, I think. Probably uh, still one of our highest rated movies. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that's it for horror movie news. Not a lot going on really yeah. this week, except uh, a lot of stuff coming out uh, I, real quick. Uh, you suggested Black Mirror on Netflix. Yeah. I watched yeah. it. Yeah, great. I, I loved it. Yeah. yeah, we love it. We absolutely love it. <laughs> oh, Black. Yeah. I mean, it's like my new favorite show to binge, and it was because it, it's long, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, so, there's yeah. there's some great stuff, uh, and it's 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 horror. I yeah. would call it horror. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. horror. It's, uh, you get a, a weird feeling after some of it's like, wow, yeah. Is, could that happen? I, I hope not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes you want to go off the grid and go live in the woods uh, somewhere. Absolutely. So. All right. All right. Horror movie trivia. Yes, um, I've got one. And go I, ahead. I think Sarah's going to know this oh, one. Oh, uh, Wes Craven. <laughs> Did have a hand in the 1972 version of Last House on the Left, but also the 2009 remake. In the original, he was writer-director. What was he in the remake? 
producer. He was a producer. Nicely done. Nice work. All right, my uh, horror movie trivia question is the lead, uh, fitting with the extreme uh, extreme theme of today, just like yours, uh, the lead actress in the brutal 1978 film, A I Spit on Your Grave, is the great niece of this fat classic film star. Her name is Camille Keaton, if that gives you any uh, clue. I, th- I said uh, Diane Keaton. Mm, that was wrong. Mm-hmm. Buster Keaton. Buster Keaton. He's a comedic actor known for stunts. Uh, he's been compared to Jackie Chan, so... That is uh, that is who Camille Keaton's that's Camille Keaton's great uncle, I guess. So that's uh, a that's a good lineage to have, I suppose. Yeah, yeah Buster really Keaton. Yeah, and I, I was, I was going to guess Michael Keaton too. Oh, good, yeah, good <laughs> that's one. That's a good one. So, all right, as we said, uh, extreme horror. Um, We're getting extreme. Yep, uh, <laughs> we are getting extreme. Going to be like we said, going to be some disturbing stuff uh, we have to talk about here. So, um, how, how do we start this? Do we do we want to rip the bandaid off right away? I, I guess you know, you and I have had some negative stuff to say about these movies. We've written them off unfairly. Uh, I think uh, some of these are interesting films. We're going to talk about why today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about them in their entirety so if you haven't seen them and don't want uh don't want to you know get get spoilers you're gonna have to turn it off uh although some of these movies you may be happy that we watch so you don't have to (laughs) that's Um, true that's true (laughs) there's a there's really a lot of criticism to these movies a lot of self-righteous people demonizing these movies uh on occasion they've been mentioned as the root of all evil by morality police like congressmen and their ilk uh, they say some crazy person could be encouraged to do this because of this movie. <laughs> well, and what I have to say to that is David Berkowitz's dog encouraged him to murder people. So by that logic, we should ban dogs too, right? right. That's exactly right. That's <laughs> a great point on that. So I, I, I can't really speak on the first movie we're going to talk about because I've never seen it. And I wouldn't, you know, I, I'm not going to encourage people to go see this, to go see a Serbian film. Uh, I think there, like, I think there's some legitimate criticisms of these films too. Everyone who does doesn't like him isn't a prude that's not what i'm trying to say either um one of the criticisms leveled at these movies is that the majority of the people who are victimized in them are women uh there's a depictions of rape and you know terrible things done to women in these movies and that's led to them to uh, be criticized as misogynists so if we're going to defend movies like this i think we'd be remiss if we didn't get a woman's perspective um there are a lot of female fans of these movies mm-hmm. um and you're, Sarah, you're kind of a yeah. fan of them. Uh, a lot of these uh, people say these movies propagate violence against women. They say that these movies really have no substance. It's just violence for violence's sake and that only mentally deranged people can enjoy them. What's your, what's your take on that? Well, I don't think that um, extreme horror is necessarily misogynistic just because it portrays women as victims and horrific things, you know, happening to women. I, you know, you would have to look conversely then at that as like, well, then is that, you know, um, a slander against men? Because then they're usually the perpetrators of violence in this movie. Are all men rapists and, you know, horrible people? That I think it's, I think it's silly to, to, to think that, you know, these movies reflect the dynamics of real life. You know, the majority of rape victims are women raped by men and the majority of, uh, you know, almost 100% of serial killers are men. So I think it's just movie reflecting real life dynamics that, you know, and what makes a movie scary. It's, it's because it's, you know, it's believable. It's based in fact. It's, you know, it is what really happens out there. It's, it's maybe not safe to go home with that stranger you met at the bar. You know, it's, you know, so I, I don't think it's misogynistic at all. I think it's a reflection of, of society 
today. Sure. And women, most of that, mostly, most of the victims of violent crime are women. Sure, sure. Okay, well, um, that, yeah, that's a very interesting perspective. Um, so, yeah, we'll get into our first movie here, a, a, a Serbian film. Yep. Uh, you haven't seen it, John. I have not. Uh, this is a very polarizing film. I'm a little nervous to give my opinion about this. There's people who basically think it should be banned. Uh, I bought a DVD of a Serbian film. No streaming service has it. Um, I got the most uncut version that I could. Uh, the premise is that an aging porn star named Milos, who settled down with his family, this it happens in Serbia, uh, as the title would suggest, well, he's running out of money and he has to keep going back and doing these bad adult films for money. So he talks to one of the women he used to work with who is doing porn movies for a mysterious director named Vukmir, well, he signs an agreement uh, with Vukmir, but Vukmir won't let him see the script for the film. And on the first day of shooting, some rather uncomfortable things happen. Uh, from there, it gets more extreme and pushes his boundaries, so he quits. Then Vukmir kidnaps him, injects him with some kind of magic drug that's explained to be like a super Viagra combined with a super aphrodisiac combined with some kind of PCP. So it makes him out of control and willing to you know, have intercourse with anything put in front of him. Yeah. Uh, this leads to a pretty terrible conclusion, which is one of the things that makes this movie so polarizing. Right. Uh, so I want to say something about the director, uh, Serdan Spazijevic. He said this movie is about Serbia. He tries to present it as some kind of political allegory about the government in Serbia. The country, as you know, had a horribly violent civil war in the 90s. There was really awful genocide, rapes, murders, very violent war. Uh, Slobodan Milosevic was their leader. He died a war criminal in The Hague. And The, ha the, the Hague was actually mentioned in the film as the tribunal that they tried all these war criminals from this war in. Um, I was in Europe in 1997 for a while and I was in Northern Italy and this was still going on. I was about 50 miles from the, like the border of Croatia and our maps didn't have, even have that area on it because you couldn't go there. Uh, so I remember this. Serdan Spazijevic is my age. He's, he's, I think he's a little younger than me. Mm -hmm. He lived through this area of history in his country. So I don't think you can go through that, live in an era like that where this horde, real atrocities are being committed in your country and not have that affect the way you see the world. Mm -hmm. So I think the Serbian film is kind of a product of the history of Serbia. I think he set out to make kind of a shocking horror, a violent horror movie. Uh, and with what he's experienced, violence is much more extreme and brutal than you know our perspective. I think that the fact that the a lot of the violence being sexual really affects uh, us in America because we still have kind of puritanical taboo views and some sexual deviancy things. And that's not to say that these things are okay. The there's themes in here about pedophilia, rape, necrophilia, and those are definitely a part of a, a Serbian film. I don't think those things are okay. I'm not some hipster trying to say, oh... <laughs> You just don't like it because you haven't experienced the world like me. That's not the case. These things should be universally condemned. But you should I think you should also be able to make a movie where these things are discussed. So I do think there are interesting things about a Serbian film, and I don't think the whole movie should be disregarded because of some of the awful subject matter that it explores. Well, and I'm gonna bring up something that Sarah talked about is the you know, the, the things like that happen. Yeah, they do happen. Um for me, it's I'll just go back, and I mean, it's it's just, when I watch a horror movie, I'm open-minded to a lot of things. Right. Um, I avoided this movie because I know what it's about, and I, I get what you're saying, and I totally agree 100%. I think people, if you want to push the limits of watching something, do it. I mean, to me, sure. it, it doesn't make you... It, it, 
it doesn't make you a bad human being no. to to, right. to watch this movie or, or or to be curious about it and see it. I mean, you know what you're getting yourself into. Right. I agree, and you should know what you're getting yourself into yeah. before you watch this. I mean, right. it could be it could be very very disturbing for you. It's like I wouldn't watch a movie. I don't like to watch movies about like animals dying. So well, right. You know, and I think that really bothers me. Right. Uh, dedicated, you can. Go spoil a movie for yourself. It's doesthedogdie.com. You can go find out if a dog dies in the movie so you can choose not to watch it. Everybody has their trigger. You know, right. I don't like seeing hunger. I don't like seeing um, animals die in movies. So right. Those are things I actively avoid. Yeah, I try to avoid that too. Mm-hmm. So I think you really should go into this film knowing what it, what's going on if you uh, before, before, before you watch it. Um, so I think that he did, he tried to make a movie... And he does try in some interviews to try to connect it to the history of Serbia or whatever. Uh, I don't know how great a job he does at at that. I think, Sarah, you have a really interesting take on on how it's more of a comment on these kind of films than it is on on Serbia. So you want to tell us about that? Because I I think you have an interesting perspective on that. Well, I I actually think that... Um, a Serbian film was a, a well-made and, and a good film. That's not to say it was enjoyable, you know, to to watch. I don't think anybody necessarily enjoys, you know, right. torture or anything, you know, like that. We can all get desensitized to it, but um, I thought it was uh, had a very unique plot, like you said. You know, the, the porn star is you know running out of money and is offered money to do this film that he doesn't really know what it's about, but he's assured that it's on the up and up. It's it's also suspenseful. Um, you know, it has a part where he is trying to remember what happened. You know, after he's you know been under in the influence of these of these drugs, and he's kind of like piecing together what happened. And uh, it, it's very suspenseful. It definitely keeps you watching. And I think it has some twists that you don't see coming. Um, I think that it delves into the relationship between sex and violence. And I think a lot of people. Uh, like a little roughness or kink to their sex every now and again. And that might be a little hair pulling or spanking or lip biting, whatever. Um, Look how crazy popular that awful Fifty Shades book was. And that was mostly popular with women. You know, BDSM in varying degrees is pretty uh, mainstream. And, you know, the American College of Psychiatry doesn't label people who participate in BDSM as uh, depraved anymore. But there's still a little bit of a stigma to it. And I think that's because there are depraved individuals roaming around amongst us that would take you home from a bar or from a first date and then rain down violence upon you non-consensually. And women are constantly reminded to be careful, let people know where you're going, get to know somebody first before you go home alone with them. And there are creeps out there and... I think a Serbian film reminds us that there's a difference between people who like a little kink in their sex and these violent creeps who would pay to watch a woman get raped and killed. Um, And I think the ultimate scary part of that is that you can't necessarily tell who those people are just by their general appearance. You know, for instance, like Vukmir in the film, who is, you know, because he is the one who wants to do these things and make these films, he's identified, you know, when this comes out, he's identified as the bad guy. He assumes that Milos, the porn star, is going to be okay with going along with these things simply because, well, he's a porn star. So obviously he must be a deviant. Now, obviously he has a 
backup plan in case Milos isn't down for doing these things. So then he, you know, kidnaps him and forces him to do these things. But, you know, and then conversely, Milos assumes that Vukmir is on the up and up because he's talking about how uh, pornography is art and he portrays himself as this, you know, um, purveyor of art and he wants to make this, you know, artistic film and he's got a lot of money back. And, you know, so Milos assumes he's up on the up and up. Vukmir assumes that Milos is going to be down for doing these horrible things simply because he's a porn star. Mm-hmm. And obviously it ends poorly for both of them. So... I feel like if I take a message or a, a metaphor or hidden meaning away from this film, it's that you shouldn't necessarily judge a book by its cover for the better or for the worse. Sure. So sure. that's and I, th- I think it says something about uh, as well, which you 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 know related uh, that there there is an audience for like just the worst things. You there know? is absolutely uh, the ending of the movie. Um, they come in and they they film something that that we're not, I'm not going to talk about. You can certainly look it up on Wikipedia or whatever. But sure. they they are about to film something that is just abhorrent and terrible, yeah. and that's because people will watch it. Right. And there are people who will, will watch this stuff. And it it, it you know it, it 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 talks about I think the depravity of of human beings and yeah. and how that's a slippery slope uh, down from those things. So. I think that was an interesting uh, point in the movie. Like yourself, I, I stylistically, I, I really do think this is a, a well-done movie. Soundtrack really works well with it. Yeah. I think there's actually some funny comedy in it, yeah. believe it or not. Special effects are obviously so incredible that it affects people to watch it. Yeah. Uh, if the special effects weren't so good, it wouldn't be so impactful. It's one of the most go- gory beheadings I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. Uh, so I think in a lot of ways, it's it's really good. I was affected by the movie. Uh, I thought about it a lot in the days after I saw it. Um, I really thought, uh, you know, I really thought about it and, and you and I had some interesting conversations yeah. about it. Uh, but I, I wasn't, uh, you know, all that shocked, I guess the, I know the violence isn't real. Uh, I know that it's, it, you know, there, there's nothing that actually happens in this movie, uh, that, uh, that terrible to anyone. Uh, someone actually did die filming like the crow, you know, and you can go on YouTube and watch some really actually real horrible things. Well, so yeah, that's a, that's a prop gun that actually had a bullet in it. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. So, I mean, that, that happens as an accident. So. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, I mean, nothing like that. Nobody died making this. There's, this is, this is a, this is a made up story. Uh, Serdan Spazievich made this up and it does have more to say than just trying to be perversely violent. I think, uh, I think in the future, this movie is going to get more of a, sh- a fair shake. I think there's some interesting elements to it and some interesting conversations you can have about it. I think you really should know what it's about before you watch it. Um, and I, I, I think it does have some sort of message about our fascination with violence and pornography and the combination of them in entertainment. So yeah. I give a Serbian film three stars. I, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone in polite company, but I think if you are a hardcore horror fan, you could ba- get past the very taboo themes and the allusions to very, very aberrant things that happen in this movie. You'll, it'll, you'll find it to be very interesting. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it four stars. Really? Only because it's very rare that I'm actually surprised by a twist in a movie. Mm-hmm. And there are some twists that you do not see coming. And, right. and, and and it is done as tasteful as a movie like this can be done. <laughs> you know, the truly terrible things that you don't even want to talk about or think about are not shown on film. They're implied. No, they're alluded to. Sure. Um, so it makes it, you know, tolerable to endure. And I... Um, I thought it was very well done. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So mm-hmm. the mandate came off. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Actually, that exactly. wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but it, but 
you know, again, this is why we're doing this. It, it, it's horror is such a w- wide ranging genre. Absolutely. And again, it's probably one of the most polarizing genres of movies that you could ever discuss. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to go to something to a little more lighthearted. <laughs> uh, from 2000 and what was it? 2009. Human Centipede. <laughs> okay. The first sequence. Yes. Tom Six, uh, European director, went for, for well, the synopsis is is uh, two American tourists get their their car breaks down, middle of the night. It's raining some European city so they find a, 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 a house all by itself with lights on this creepy doctor probably the most German looking guy you'll ever see <laughs> in your life right. uh, answers the door invites them in drugs them and if you know anything about the movie it's basically um, he has an experiment that he wants to try to turn humans into a centipede this is not an insect movie <laughs> he right. uh well he done he uh he made a what he what he called the dry hund uh so like the three dog yeah uh, which was his three rottweilers stitched uh stitched together in this uh centipede fashion which right. um maybe we can refer to uh, is it okay to say a to m would be the way it would be referred the to gas- they're, they're connected <laughs> da- gastrically yes I they think are that connected is, gastrically that is probably uh, an appropriate way to say it yes yeah, another um, tourist a japanese tourist ends up yeah uh same thing happens to him, so he's completed the first sequence of putting these people together gastrically. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> to me, Tom Six, and, and I'll say this: I, I, I like the movie because it was so different. Yeah. Um. It was it was really unique, because I'm going to jump to Human Centipede Two, the full sequence. <laughs> You know, that's about a guy that loved the movie, so he wanted right. to try it. I found that really interesting that the in the sequel, the first movie was a movie. Yes, it was <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> now so, I haven't seen uh, Human Centipede too, but I, yeah. I heard about yeah. it. And so. like you were saying, is that you know some people like watching this, and some people will react to this, right? Um, and that's what happened in Human Centipede too. There was nothing to talk about in this. It was the exact same movie in black and white, except. Let's make the human centipede a little bigger. Right. And the third one, it was even worse because it brought back the two pro- or antagonists. It brought yep. back the doctor. It brought back the the security guard guy. But they were in different roles, and they're in a prison somewhere yep. in Texas. Yep. And they take all the prisoners. Let's make the human centipede even bigger. Yep. Tom Six just went for shock value and, and mm-hmm. you know, just to be gross. Like, to me, there, there was a little more art to the first one because it was dark. I didn't find it funny at all. I mean, it was one of those movies that didn't really have any kind of humor to it. Right. And, and I was fine with it. Yeah. Because right. it's not, it wasn't a funny thing. And I thought the ending to it was phenomenal. Yeah. Just the mm-hmm. way that went down. Tragic. Yeah, yeah it really <laughs> was. Tragic. Uh, I think I think the human centipede. Uh, oh, I've only seen the first one. Now I know what the, sec- the the second and third one are about. Yeah. Uh. So uh. And I and I think it's pretty interesting how they did those. But uh. 
I think it sounds a lot worse than it actually is. Uh, I guess if you made me choose how I was going to die, I'd pick something from a Serbian film over uh, the human being a human centipede. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if this really happened, it would be much worse than anything in Serbian film. Yeah. But as far as horror movie violence and really horrific shock, I didn't get the sense that this is something I was seeing that was all that extreme. Uh, maybe that says something about, you know, some of my viewing habits. Uh, I don't know, but I, I think it could have been much, much worse. And they really tamped it down as much as the sa- subject matter allowed. Uh, I did. I just didn't think it was as much of an extreme movie as like a Serbian film or, or uh, martyrs. If we're going to get to talk about yeah, we'll, get time we'll, to talk we'll about that. that. I, I agree because to me, medically speaking, and if you're going to be realistic about this, there's no way anybody could ever do <laughs> right. this. There right, was exactly. no way. And, and you know, to get around like that, to cut the kneecap, Right. Yeah. Can't, uh, uh, there, no way. I mean, even if you're doing this surgically, right. there's no way that could happen. So Sarah's me, actually part of a surgical team. So right. Maybe you could yeah. T- that's, yeah. It's not going to work. Yeah. He should know better because he, you know, he's supposed to be this renowned doctor that uh, has uh, made his fame separating conjoined twins. But you know, suspending disbelief. Yeah, I thought it was, uh, like you said, it is a very unique film mm-hmm. and you know so so i enjoyed it um i'm not very easily you know grossed out because because <laughs> i do work in surgery and there's it takes a lot to gross me out um i thought it was very interesting and my takeaway from the film is ladies know how to change a tire yeah exactly <laughs> that's, that's awesome. exactly right you know in the rain yeah in the rain I, I thought a human centipede raised a lot of questions uh i have more about the making it making of it <laughs> than the concept presented i'd like to know how close those actors really were to each other you know did they really have their faces there? Was there a bidet on set? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't think so because it was very few that you saw them all together. Right, but they, right. It was kind of separated apart. But, I, I mean, I, they may have had like yeah, a, they must. You know, I don't some know. sort of prop there that right. make it look like it because there was a I, lot yeah. of single shots. Right, yeah. you're right, you're right. So I, I, I think if there was a making of the human centipede, I'd be much more interested in seeing that than a human centipede again. Um, you know what? I did feel that um, it did not have the greatest production values. I felt like um, if if it weren't for people stitched together in this um, interesting manner, I would have thought I was watching a Lifetime movie. Just the lighting and the way it was filmed looked really like a 2009 made-for-cable film to me. And I was fine with that because yeah. I mean, it was very sim- it, it was simplified as far as you know the whole sh- shot was just. That's that was the horror of it. Yeah, it, it didn't yeah. need a lot. Of, you didn't need a lot of special effects no, or anything I, like that. No, that's yeah. true. I mean, the the sets had those paintings or whatever that was kind of weird, but uh, the score. I just I didn't get a lot. Uh, it just it wasn't a, a remarkable film outside of its subject matter to me. I I, uh, I, th- I think the acting is really interesting. I think trying to act with half your face buried <laughs> in someone else's crack is kind of a challenge you don't i thought teach you in drama class laser the the guy that plays the german doctor was amazing i thought he was the ultimate creep the ultimate creep yeah he was so deadpan and just serious Um, bro hypnol he he did do a great job and then in the third one he plays this he tried he you hear this german accent coming out and he's supposed to be from texas all right y'all good and talk well i wondered wondered about that so what is he in the third film is he's not the the german doctor he's some different character no he's the uh, is he's brother or something leader of a prison oh a warden warden. yeah he's the warden of the prison (laughs) oh okay all right great so uh do we have time to talk about martyrs we do uh scores real quick human centipede i gave it a 2.5 i gave it a two three three all right martyrs i haven't seen for a long time but you know i love this movie 
Yeah, I, I actually, I think all of us like this movie. Uh, Martyrs is about uh, these girls who are victims of being kidnapped and held by torturers. They meet at like a, it's an or- orphanage, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, after they've been rescued, uh, the orphanage you know tries to help them. One of them recognizes her captors in a newspaper clipping. They try decide to get revenge on that person. Uh, they end up killing the people who actually had uh, kept them captive, but they stumble onto something much much worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, beginning of the movie kind of reminded me of High Tension, which yes. is another you know bloody French film released mm-hmm. in two thousand three. I think high tension is kind of the limit for violence that most regular people can stomach in a horror film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wouldn't uh, put it in the category with these, but it's it's a really violent movie. And uh, I was sitting there wondering how this is regarded one of, as one of the most hardcore horror movies. Then about in the middle of the movie, things took a different turn and uh, uh, down torture lane and it became, yeah, one of the most violent movies I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's very. Uh, I, I think it's very different from a Serbian film in that none of the violence in this movie is sexual. So, in a lot of ways, I think this movie is much more violent and disturbing than a Serbian film. But there's no sexuality to the violence, so no, I think that makes right. it a little more easy to stomach. Uh, yeah. It's still a really hard, hard film. It, it's it is really hard to watch, and you're mm-hmm. right. I, this is just more of a torture. Right. Yeah. Rather, rather than what you said with the Serbian film, but yeah, it really just sticks with you. I mean, it, it does. It, it's yeah. like with the Serbian film stuck with you because I'm not going to watch it. Right. But this <laughs> right. one really stuck with me too, just because it was just you got that sense of 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 dread mm-hmm. with these characters, with these women. Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So so it just just explain the so in the world of the film they show this uh, in the beginning. A martyr can be created by subjecting a person to horrible, horrible tortures. Uh, when they suffer enough, they eventually achieve a kind of state of enlightenment where they see into the afterlife. Uh, the movie gives a, like the one of the first things in the movie is, it's like a definition of the word martyr where it shows the word origin and it means visionary. So the martyr in this sense isn't like a person with a cause or something. It's uh uh, a, a person who uh, has a has a vision because of their suffering. Uh, so we're you know like a lot of movies go the cannibalism route or they it's like sexual satisfaction of the killer uh, that's that he's trying to satisfy like a maniac. These people are doing it for like an enlightened reason. They are obviously some kind of cult or something. Rich people who are trying to find out what the afterlife uh, is like. Um, I guess taking all of a person's flesh off except their face gets you to that level. I, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, apparently. Initially, initially that turned me off about the movie and I was confused and irritated because I, I, do, I don't appreciate when, you know, you, you can't just like for your own convenience redefine what a word means. So I'm like, I don't, they're not choosing to suffer for some great cause. They aren't martyrs. And, um, but then, yeah, that, you know, just the whole concept, you know, backing up when you were, you know, you, portray me as this lover of you know torture porns and i you know like oh i yeah i like torture porn when it's you know like revenge driven and everything and but like torture porn where your victims are innocent is you know it's just it's um it's something that you put up with in a film like uh like a dog dying or or something like that you know it can't be the focus of the whole film and and in this film you know the torture is just a very small part at the end that you know explains why they're being kept there why they're being tortured and and to me it's reminiscent of um uh like hostile so you know yeah, the the torture victims in hostile are are innocent they're you right. know they're tourists they're you know people that you know um are supposed to be on vacation and having a good time and the people perpetrating these uh horrific acts against them are elite 
rich, you know, whatever that are, are gaining something from this experience, you know, in hostel, it's because they're gaining, um, the, just the shrill, shrill, the, um, sheer thrill of torturing and killing somebody right. and in martyrs it's the well can we get a glimpse into what they're seeing what, what's going to happen when we die what you know what's out there what's what's the spiritual experience everybody is you know wondering about right. so. no i agree and, and that's well a problem i've always had with hostile is that uh, you know the people being tortured in are innocent and in in this case they're actually victims that have that have gone through right, bad things right. before so um that is a that is a hard thing to watch i i agree i don't think it really detracted from um you know it, it did make it hard to watch let's not i'm not like a, a terrible person I, I don't think usually uh but uh you know i i don't think it uh detracted enough from the movie that i didn't enjoy the movie though right. I, I think the torture served a purpose in this movie where it advanced the plot and was an interesting take on on how uh on this type of movie so yeah. Well, and and I think with this one, you you do need to have a, a strong stomach. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You, it, it is an extreme movie, but there is there are some really great things about the movie itself. Right. Uh, do not watch the remake. I think it was made in 2016. The American yeah. version that mm-hmm. was awful. Really? Uh, okay. This is the 2008 version in French. Right. In French. Yes. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, what do you I, like, give it? I like a movie that scares me in, in my day to day life. And Hostel <laughs> made me very wary of going backpacking in Europe, and this makes me, you know, very wary of you know going to an orphanage. Going to an orphanage, no, but you know that there are people out there that you know it, look at all the crazy cults and you know things that they believe that can convince you know the Heaven's Gate cult. Yeah. It convinces a whole you know, group of people to castrate themselves and from do terrible my, things. From my hometown of San Diego, yeah, bring that one <laughs> That's up. Right. Yeah. That's right. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Rest in peace, Apple Applegate or whatever his yeah. name was, Apple White. So, uh, so what do you give the film? I give it a three and a half, 3.5. I give it three and a half as well. Three, yeah, 3.5. Wow. Oh, we're unanimous. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. unanimous right. on, on martyrs. So. Yeah, and I think also think it's a social commentary with all these movies is do not go to Eastern Europe <laughs> right, oh, right. God, yeah. backpacking in eastern europeans right. yeah because you never know what's going to happen out there again it's, these were all movies um it, it, it wouldn't serve it would not serve us well if we didn't talk about these movies and again you know i agree and and i i think if you're a fan of these movies doesn't you're not aberrant or or a, you know some psycho or something like that which i've heard people try to make a, make the fans of these right. films out to be i think you can enjoy these movies i think you can enjoy them he- in a healthy manner yes and uh if you do it's uh you know i, th- I think you you should know what you're getting into before you watch these things though uh and make sure it's it's something that's not going to uh be problematic for you because that can be the the case too. Well, so. and the the thought that you know watching a a violent movie is going to you know us uh, inspire you to be a right. violent person is ridiculous. You know, if I watch Pumping Iron with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Lou Fer- Lou Ferrigno, it's not going to inspire me to be a weightlifter oh, and you know or any number of <laughs> other you things. Need to get out of here. <laughs> get to the chopper. Get to the chopper now. Right? Yeah. And, and also, it's not, you know, you know, people say, oh, it's a slippery slope. If you watch, you know, violent films, you need more violent films. And if you, you know, and then you end up doing violence. Well, that's that's not necessarily true either. You know, it's, that's, it's, that's not true. At I all. think it's the same. I, I think yeah. it's the same with, you know, people who people who drink or, you know, most the vast majority of people can drink with no problem. And yeah. then, you know, some people have a 
problem, you know, with alcoholism. Right. So it's yep. it's ludicrous to think that watching violent movies is going to make you oh, a this violent is, person. You know, this is a thing that's that's lodged against all entertainment. Video games get this. Right. Music got hit hard in the '80s about this. Yeah. Uh, you know, it just it, it, this isn't. There's no correlation between. I, I think you know you can have some kind of psycho killer who might enjoy these movies, Absolutely. sure, but that it, it is not causing it any more than yeah. I, I wish Pumping Iron made me uh, made me <laughs> want to be a bodybuilder and lift all the time. I, I wish that was all I had to do to get myself to right. work out more. Yep. Watch a movie. I watch one of those uh, John Travolta workout movies from the eighties. You know? <laughs> so, terrible. <laughs> Good so, lord. I think this went off the railroad. I think so. Anyway. No, seriously. And I totally agree. But uh, yeah, that was it. That was, uh, this was a good one. Um, We do have episode 20 coming up in uh, about a month, just a little over a month. And episode 20 is going to be special for us because we are having you, the listener of the podcast, pick the movies that we need to review. And thank goodness we did this here so I don't have to watch this Serbian film. <laughs> Serbian film, So exactly. let us know on Facebook. Uh, just search Horrorphoria, H-O-R-R-O-R-P-H-O-R-I-A. On Facebook, suggest what we should watch and what you'd like us to review. And like Andy said, give us a a little synopsis of what you liked about the movie and give it a score out of five stars. Exactly. And yeah, we're gonna we're gonna also uh, tone it down a little for next week. We're gonna have a guest on from the uh, Straight Chillin' podcast, episode Uh, number fifteen. We were gonna go one direction as far as scores because scores really make a horror movie. But uh, Andy, being the executive (laughs) producer now, uh, got a hold of Rob Straight Chillin' podcast. Go check him out if you get a chance. Yeah, it's pretty good podcast. Uh, it actually is a good podcast. They mm-hmm. talk anything and everything horror movies. Uh, they go a lot longer than we do. Yep. Um, so if you got a couple hours to listen, yep, I suggest it. So I Absolutely. can't wait to talk to Rob next so, week. Yeah, Rob. Uh, we, we're going to talk with Rob about uh, Vinegar Syndrome, which is a company that uh, restores old movies, not necessarily horror movies, uh, but some older uh, movies that are kind of on the fringe. Maybe people think they suck, mm-hmm. I guess. And we're going to talk about a... Uh, uh, a, a local uh, director here in Wisconsin. Now, Rob's from Jacksonville, but uh, Jacksonville, Florida. But uh, we're going to talk about a local director named Bill Rabane here uh, from central Wisconsin, a little movie called Blood Harvest <laughs> from the 80s, which has, uh, has uh, Tiny Tim it. in it. I did. Yeah, did you watch it? I did. <laughs> it's, it's a classic. So did, so did Sarah a classic, and I. classic, yeah. <laughs> so, on, it, was, it was made I about 20 it. minutes from our studio here. Uh, that movie was made. So um, anyway, uh, we'll, we'll check that out. We'll talk to Rob next week. And uh and uh, it should be a little little bit more tame of an episode. I, I went all 80s for my movie. So I'm, we'll talk about that one. Yeah. And I went Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Oh, nice. I'll okay. watch that again. <laughs> all right, so. cool. I'll, check, I'll have to check that one out again myself. All right, thanks for listening. Right. Don't forget to tell your friends to like our Facebook page. And we'll talk to you next week.